Welcome to Mind Shack. This is your host, Bruce McGuire. And Maxwell Powers. And on this podcast, we will be discussing analog versus digital in the world of gathering evidence on the paranormal or the supernatural. If you like our podcast, you can donate to our PayPal. Just check the link in the description. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you like our Facebook page. You can also check us out on Reddit, Patreon, and Twitter. So we've actually touched upon this in our Bigfoot podcast as well as our Ghost Evidence podcast. So just a quick recap for this dedicated podcast on this specific subject that I find very intriguing and that I find is not getting enough attention because it could possibly adequately explain quite a bit of issues in capturing the paranormal. So when you're, lo- when you're using older equipment or analog equipment that does not have any digital components, that does not have any kind of electromagnetic interference, if we live in an electric universe, as speculated by Nikola Tesla, who happens to hold quite a few patents, and whose inventions actually work, unlike one Albert Einstein, of which Einsteinian physics is kind of used as the house of cards basis, for the current model of physics, if we're going with the electric universe theory, entities such as Bigfoot or Sasquatch or ghosts, monsters of certain kinds, if they're real, and if they are either interdimensional or part of certain, their makeup might not be the exact same type of flesh and blood creature that humans or most of the currently known animal kingdom is, would it be possible to capture them on digital equipment if there's interference due to their very presence? For example, anybody who has a phone or a mic or a video camera, if you put it next to some kind of radio signal or some kind of an interfering frequency band, you'll see that there'll be issues. Whereas if you use an old 8mm camera or an old film camera, you're not going to get that interference. So what do you think about that, Maxwell? Well, I don't, I don't know much about, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess it has an effect, but I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. So you have no opinions at all on analog versus digital and why there aren't more photographs or videos of Bigfoot or ghosts in our modern age. Although what throws a wrench in this is that unless we're saying they're 100% of them are fake, which I suppose is a possibility as well, people do record ghosts and Bigfoot on their phones or video cameras. Usually it's horrible footage, though. Is it a coincidence that some of the best ghost photographs, some of the best Bigfoot footage was the obviously the Patterson-Gimlin video that we've discussed many times? And if you haven't checked out those podcasts, you can check out our Bigfoot podcast. MK Davis has uh, restored the footage, and it looks it looks pretty spectacular. Whereas digital equipment has not been able to capture anything anything substantial. So you don't you have no thoughts at all on that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to think of it. Uh, I. I read somewhere that uh, there was um, what do you call that when the when like the like the ghosts go through the, like the radio frequency? I don't know. Um, 
or just ghosts? You mean ghost recorders, like devices that record ghosts? I don't know, something like that. And I don't know how this relates, but yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't exact. I mean, obviously, there. Okay, so let me rephrase this. Do you think people would be able to capture video of ghosts or Bigfoot if they used old film cameras instead of digital video cameras? Do you know the difference between analog and digital? Um, sort of. I mean, analog okay, so is, I guess that's analog. I guess that's the problem. So a yeah, hundred years like, ago, like digital is like ones and zeros and shit, and then fucking analog is like fucking I don't know film or <laughs> whatever. Like I don't I don't really. So a hundred years ago. Photos and video or film were captured on actual film that had to be developed by chemicals in a dark room. I mean, you're you're pretty you're pretty old, Max. So I mean, as a veteran of both World War One and World War Two, you've never developed film in a dark room. You've never take you've never had one of those tourist vacation cameras that you had to go to take to a uh, a film development place. I mean, there's not too many of those around anymore. But you've never gotten film developed at a store. They used to have twenty-four hour I've, like film. I've, I've developed film myself because I took this photography class and okay. all the chemicals smelled so and like. Fucking... That's what analog means. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. And then digital is like all this computer ones and zeros and shit. And it's just yes, it's storing the data on a hard disk. Or we could say we, there were in DV digital video that was on a tape, but there were electronic and magnetic components. Whereas an old video camera, you're just putting film through a reel and being exposed to light, and then you're using chemicals or dyes in order to process it. So, so that's the difference between analog and digital. So the whole point of this podcast is if ghosts cause some kind of scrambling of electromagnetic frequencies that render digital equipment unable to record them, whereas an analog film process would not have that issue. Would we be seeing a lot more photos and videos of ghosts or monsters or demons or paranormal entities of any kind if analog film were being used? It's like the fourth time I've asked this question. Uh, I see. I get it. Um, um, uh, maybe if that theory is correct, that they do jumble up all the digital, I guess, but... I wouldn't know how to prove that or, or whatever. Well, for example, again, if you take your phone, you know how if you're trying, or even you did this when we were recording a podcast one time, when you had your phone connected to the internet too close to the microphone, there'd be a buzzing. Okay. Or if you have your charger plugged in when you have your uh, auxiliary cord plugged in, there'll be like a static hum. You've never experienced any of that? Oh, I have. I have. Uh... Okay. So the same thing happens with video equipment. Video equipment gets either static, interference, some, what if it just, if, if some kind of paranormal entity is so strong or the energy frequency or, or bandwidth of it, it might shut down the equipment completely. I mean, it's kind of an ongoing joke on how the equipment always fails when the ghost hunters try to record the ghosts. <laughs> so I'm postulating that is that proof that it's all fake? Or is it proof that it's real, that this entity is just the energy that this entity is emitting is causing that? So the inability to capture it on digital is proof of its existence as opposed to proof that it doesn't exist. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, yeah, are, there any, are, there, are there any... We've discussed this many times on many podcasts. 
Are there any um, ghost hunters that decided to do film rather than a digital? I don't believe to my, I, I've looked it up a little bit. I don't, I mean, people have discussed this a little bit, but not, not too much. I believe they might have attempted to capture both at the same time, but nobody, I don't know of any full-time researchers that have switched to film full-time because it's more expensive. Especially if you're running trail cameras in the woods or you're running 24-hour video surveillance, the amount of film you would need is quite a bit. Whereas with digital, you could, you know, it's just click-click and hard drive storage or just memory cards, which you could just transfer to a hard drive and then record over again. So it's a lot less feasible to use film than video. I see. Um, and so uh, there were more ghosts and paranormal activity captured during the film era? Well, so there's a lot more fakes now, obviously. So if we, if we say, I mean, I don't know, some of the best evidence seems to have been captured on film, both of ghosts and Bigfoot. Some of the newer evidence, because it's so easy to Photoshop or edit video now, it's difficult to say. It's difficult to say. There's definitely a lot more fakes now, whereas it, it's also harder to fake them in bygone eras where... You know, you didn't have computers, so there, there, it was much more limit. The faking was a lot more limited. So I, again, it's very difficult to say. But have you seen any video of Bigfoot as good as the Patterson Gimlin footage? Um, uh, uh, that's that's not digital. No, regard anything. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what, there's one on YouTube that I saw. It was it was almost yeah. So it was almost there. It, it was weird. It was like looking at like walking into the uh the woods the way it was a new video or is it a really old video it, it was a new video there's this uh the daughter of uh of some camper he was really private and he, he didn't want to release it but she looked through the video and she saw the video and she published it on youtube all right well i'm gonna have to check that out because i haven't seen that but uh the only other thing it was, I can it was really good it's probably the best bigfoot footage i've seen in a long time uh, can you send it to me right now I, I have to look for it. I don't know. I forget what it was. Or do you have it in your history? How long ago did you watch it? Like a, like a month ago or something. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll be able to find it. It's it's pretty... Was the video shot through trees? No, nah, it was like a, down a hill. It wasn't through trees. It was like... Um, I mean, the Bigfoot was like, I would say, 100, 200 feet away. It was really good. It was, as, it was really good. <laughs> I mean, it was only for a few seconds, but... It did. Uh, it was really good. It was like that 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 most famous one, Patterson Gimlin. Yeah, like the the body structure was kind of like that. The the movement was kind of like that. It didn't. It didn't. It it didn't look human, but it was humanoid. Anyway. Alright, but as far it, so. as as far as ghosts go, like a lot of the modern footage, it just looks like it could be fake, right? It just it's not convincing. Yeah. Some of those older ghost photographs where they didn't have Photoshop, if it wasn't a double exposure or if it wasn't a previous imprint on the plate. So in certain cases, they could prove that it was. In other cases, they can prove that it wasn't because the plate was brand new. And uh, so, yeah, you have everything across the board. But in general, I don't think there was as much fakery in the past just because, you know, it's kind of you, you couldn't really... There was less ways to make money off of it, especially like a hundred years ago. You know, what are you going to do? And some of the cases, like our last ghost evidence podcast, in the case of Lord Combermere and the photo in the library, 
the the woman who took the photo didn't even want to go public with it. So it just seems like they weren't trying to fake as much back then as opposed to now. But anyway, so let, like like there's there's less monetization opportunities yes. in the past as if as well, in also, today. Like, also, I think I think in uh, in previous eras there was more focus on integrity and character as well. So whereas nowadays any you know any high school kid with absentee parents is going to be making fake footage online, where where you know a hundred years ago, you know a lot of the youth was was held to to quite more stringent behavioral standards. <laughs> Again, I mean, obviously, I'm general. Obviously, I'm generalizing. Obviously, there were troublemakers and hoaxers back then too. But in general, it just seems like it wasn't quite as prevalent as now. Yeah. So I'm just again, I'm just providing food for thought here that the digital versus analog issue that might be a very, very important key as to why we're not seeing smoking gun footage. Whereas the Patterson Gimlin film, I mean that's that's pretty pretty much as close to a smoking gun as the as Bigfoot research has ever got, and also with a lot of these old famous ghost photographs, some of the best ones are from long ago, not from the past couple of years. Because once again, it's I mean you can prove it was photoshopped in in poor cases of Photoshop where you can separate the layers. And you can see evidence of photoshopping, but a really, really good editing jobs you might not really notice, and so you're kind of left to to just speculate: is it photoshopped? Is it not? I've seen weird anomalous footage from security cameras, supposedly ghosts or oddly moving objects. I don't know. It's it's weird. You also have to factor in frame rate. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's 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 really weird. But I, I don't think that should be overlooked. I think it would definitely be interesting if more... Also, like, look at audio recordings. When audio recordings are made, especially over a great distance, that doesn't seem to matter if it's audio, if it's an analog or digital recording, if it's an old tape recording, or if it's recorded with a cell phone. Sound seems to be easier to record, both in the case of ghosts or Bigfoot or other paranormal activity. So that's interesting as well, right? Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, it's yeah, it's it's really really bizarre. So with with science in the current state that it is, it's mostly dogmatic and also people kind of, you know, the heavily indoctrinated and dogmatic ones, they're not willing to kind of look at science as let's say all of human known information is less than 1% of the total picture, much 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 less. So if the universe really works in ways that we have no understanding of, how are we to say exactly what interdimensional entities could or couldn't do or how or how they couldn't be captured? That's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, so depending on what, what wavelength they exist on and how they interact with light, a lot of these digital recording devices might simply not be able to capture them. The only weird thing, and again, there could be many different entities, and certain entities might be able to be captured with digital technology, which is why there could be some evidence. But separating it out from the fake is always, uh, it's always problematic. It's always problematic. You got to kind of, got to examine each on a case-by-case basis. So going forward into the future, it does seem like it's too expensive to really switch to film full-time. 
just because of how expensive film and developing film is. So, I mean, is that a convenient cop out? <laughs> um, like tapping out, tapping out out of the the film. Well, how expensive? How expensive film is? Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, I don't think anyone can can do it. I mean, yeah, you'd have to be like a multi multi millionaire to be able to uh, produce and uh, capture footage. I mean, you'd have to go through so much film because. <laughs> I mean, like, for example, if you're capturing, trying to capture Bigfoot footage in the forest and you have to keep it running, that's a lot of film. That's like, and people have to change the film. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, develop all of it and for ghosts. Yeah, in terms and, of and, taking photos, though, I think it's a lot more reasonable. I think all of these paranormal researchers and Bigfoot hunters, I think they should also have a film camera handy because those aren't that expensive. And those aren't that expensive to develop either so that's that's not bad that's not bad just having just still photos like film still still photos like well also to compare because you can have your gopro mount on your shoulder and you know if you spot bigfoot or whatnot and you notice you try to get a couple snaps off with your film camera too and then compare because just to see i mean it'd just be very interesting same thing for ghost hunters you can record digitally the entire hunt and then you can, if you do happen to see something, you could, or just take random pictures with your camera every now and then, or when you hear a noise or whatnot. So then you could compare it because what would be really freaky and what would prove this theory is if you were recording with video cameras or your GoPro or whatnot, and at the same timestamp when there was a ghost, you're recording with your digital video, but when you take a photo with the film, if it comes out on film and it's not in the digital video, that would prove this theory. Yeah, yeah. So I, yes, I, I think I definitely think this needs a lot more attention because there's there's more going on here than we know. Obviously, there's there's a lot more unknowns than knowns in the field of the paranormal. That's what makes it paranormal. So we'll see how it develops. We'll see if more people kind of get on board with this. And we'll probably try to, obviously, we'll be doing more guests on the podcast in the future. I actually know a ghost hunter who supposedly has uncovered quite a bit of evidence, and he has it recorded. And I don't believe he's ever kind of looked at going into film or taking film, but he has gotten images and videos of ghosts on digital, which, if they're real, again, has, what has is he, that? Has he published it? Has he published them? or? I don't believe so, no. Oh, Dang. He's an amateur, and he kind of, well, amateur in terms of, I don't know if he gets paid to do it. He does it as a passion, and he kind of does it almost for his own curiosity as opposed to try to make money off of it. So he's definitely credible in that respect because he's not trying to make money off of any of this. He's just okay. a curious He's just a curious guy, and he's always kind of been into paranormal research, specifically ghosts. Specifically ghosts. He's not a Bigfoot hunter. <laughs> He's he's all about ghosts and he's been to some pretty pretty famous locations. Gettysburg supposedly has a lot of ghosts. He's been there and he's been to some historical colonial towns as well. And yeah, so definitely somebody like that would be in a bit more credible position as opposed to somebody constantly trying to publish and make money. But what's interesting is that the ghosts or paranormal activity that are captured on digital video, what does that mean? So how many different types of ghosts are there and do they exist in different dimensions where certain dimensions can be captured by digital video 
and other dimensions cannot and can only be captured on film? Would that explain everything? Not to fall once again into the black and white fallacy of thinking that nothing can be captured on digital. Right. That's pretty interesting. Did you get that? Yeah, I got it. So do you think that could be true as well? Yeah, that could be true that digital uh, photos and, and video are capturing things that film can't even do because they're entering different dimensions. Yes. Another theory, we'd also have to discuss one more point that I find very, very interesting. So we touched upon this in our Shadow People podcast. So if you haven't checked those out, make sure to check those out. Those are, those are pretty creepy. The edge of the eye phenomena where you can detect different wavelengths out of your periphery. So if you can detect ghosts or shadow people or interdimensional creatures out of your periphery, but you cannot see them dead on, what, is, what does that mean? We can see interdimensionally in our periphery? Yes. So what if digital or, or, fil or analog film, what if it captures the ghost, but the human eye can't discern it in the video? Like, let's say for the sake of argument, we can only see, I mean, this is, we can see through the color spectrum. That's, that's pretty cool. I never, I never thought of that. That's awesome. So we're like, uh, so when you watch digital video, we, the image is actually there, but our, our eyes can't see it. Correct. That's interesting. So we should watch digital videos on our peripheral. <laughs> well, no, maybe we can't see it out of a periphery either. Huh. I'm saying, what if the human eye is incapable uh, well, we know the human eye is incapable of seeing certain wavelengths. You know, we have a finite amount of wavelengths that we can see with our eye and our brain to process in the spectrum of light. We could be, we talked about this with the shadow people too. They could be all around us right now. I mean, there could be demons or interdimensional creatures all around us right now, and we can't see them. So what if there's countless, if that's true, then any kind of film or video, theoretically, it could be capturing it. We just can't see it. So we could look at a photograph and say, oh, there's no ghost there. But what if it's really there? What if in the future, some, some kind of, you know, how you could have infrared goggles, what if some other type of technology could be developed where if you wear certain glasses or goggles, you can see the entities and you could still see them on previously published media like films or photographs? Uh, that's interesting. Is that mind shocking, Maxwell? <laughs> yeah. So, yes. So those are just many, many of the theories we go over on mind shock, trying to examine all of them and see what could be possible, what could not be possible in an attempt to discern the truth in the very, very mysterious nature of our reality. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Mind Shock Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can donate to our PayPal. Just check the link in the description. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications. If you like the video, hit the like button and make sure to share it across social media platforms and leave any questions, comments, requests, or thoughts at all in the comments section. Like our Facebook page, and you can also check us out on Reddit, Twitter, and Patreon. This is Bruce McGuire signing off. And Maxwell Powers. <laughs>